Welcome to The Futurist with your hosts, Ben Rohde and Alex Lightman. Each week, we feature a specific aspect of our collective future with action steps you can take to make your own future better and brighter. Our guest experts are top futurists in their field who will remind you that anything is possible. Give us 90 minutes and we'll give you the future. Good morning Hi. and welcome to The Futurist. Hey, hey, Alex. Glad you made it. Hi Ben, it's great to hear your voice. And I've got we've got a, a really exciting day because interviewing my lovely, amazing wife, who is just going to give us the most amazing information. And <laughs> by the way, she spent she spent all last night like on another planet or something. She woke up and she was like, "I was just what did you say?" Uh, I, I felt like I had been traveling, you know, like, like, you know, when you travel all day, like, you know, on an airplane, like to another country, and then you like, finally land, it's like a 24 hour flight or something. It kind of felt like that when I woke up, you kind of feel hungover or something. She was at work. Is it, yeah. so anyway, so is it, um, episode, is it, gonna, is it like jet lag? I just want to set the, yeah. um, I want to set the context real quick and I'll let you take it away. So the way we're doing this show, because I know and because Jen and I talk about this stuff together, and I talked about this a lot in the last show too, um, so we want to get Jen's unique perspective and uh, along with Alex's unique questions. So um, this, this, this show is pretty much going to be Alex interviewing Jen, and I'll probably just chime in from, from here to there. But um, Alex, it's all yours, brother. Thank you for being here. Take it away. Awesome. Hi, Jen. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. How are you, Alex? Great. So not everybody knows your whole story. Where are you now? We're we're actually speaking uh, to each other uh, in diff- we're each in a different country. Uh, where are you now, and and what caused you to be in that exotic country? Rated uh, in some lists, some co- some people say it's the highest quality of life uh, for the income in the world. Where where are you? What are you doing there? Yeah, it's a, I live in the, the happiest country on the planet. Um, so, yeah, we live in Costa Rica. And, um, you know, Ben and I started our business um, almost, I think, almost five years ago now. We started our business, you know, that we, is the Rodi Institute. And, um, you know, a little less than five years ago, I was a, a special education teacher and Ben was a mailman. And then we met, married a month later, and... Um, and now, you know, it's, we're, we're here in Costa Rica. What do you like about Costa Rica? Why did you move there? And, and now that you've been there, how long have you been there? And, and what's it like? So we've been in Costa Rica about nine months. And, um, you know, we basically moved here because I just do what I'm told to do. And I was in meditation one, one day and, was directed to move to Costa Rica, and I had actually never been here. So I came out of meditation and told Ben, um, we're moving to Costa Rica, and he said, well, you should probably get a passport then, and we should probably go visit first. So that was it. And then, you know, we spent about a year um, visiting Costa Rica back and forth, you know, every other month or so, and we'd be here a few weeks or a month or whatever it would be. And um, and then we transitioned here about nine months ago. Nice. Like well, nine it? months is enough to make a, a new life. Do you, have you made a, a new life there compared to your life in San Diego? <laughs> no, it's exactly the same. <laughs> literally, literally 
yeah, it's really been an amazing place to download. You know, we live in the middle of the jungle, um, and which is really an amazing, amazing experience in and of itself to just be, you know, in the middle of really thick, rich, vibrant, you know, vital energy. And, um, yeah, it's really just an amazing vortex of, of energy that, that has opened a lot. So that the listeners have a, some context, can you post one of your beautiful drone videos of your home uh, on the the Futurist Facebook page? Uh, I think it looks gorgeous, and I think that you're very smart to pick not only the right latitude and longitude, but the right altitude, because you're uh, right yeah. at the spot where it's it, the temperature I've heard is uh, is perfect. It really is. Yeah, it's perfect climate. It's just it's just a really awesome location. Yeah, awesome. Great. Cool. We can so, absolutely do that. So you said it was a good place for downloads. Now, for context, um, because some people uh, listening to the show will have spiritual practices and be very comfortable with the idea of channeling or talking with spirit guides, and others will not. I, I guess is it is it similar to in any way? Uh, many people have seen the Matrix. And Neo gets in the chair uh, in the Nebuchadnezzar spaceship, uh, or I guess you could call it a spaceship, the the sewer ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets a download, and he goes, "Whoa, I know kung fu." And then he can do kung fu for the rest of the three movies. Uh, is that what getting a download is like, or is it different? Um, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So what's it you like know, for you to? Yeah. You know what, what I always tell people about channeling. You know what I always tell people about channeling is that um, you know you could you, there, you could call it many different names for the same thing. So you know you could say it's connection with source or with higher self or with God or with the universe. Um, you know I, I believe that we're all channels for the divine and we all channel things in different ways. And so you know if you're if you're a writer and and you love writing, you know you're and, and you're open and you're open and something's pouring through you. You're cha- that, I would call that channeling, right? If you're an artist and you get lost in your art while you're doing art, I would call that channeling. Um, so, I mean, there are many different forms in, in which this, this takes place and this can look. And, um, you know, if you have information that's pouring through you, you know, if you're a speaker and you're on stage and you feel like you're on fire and you're, you feel like you're vibrating and people in the audience are, are crying tears of joy, you know, because of something that you said. And maybe you can barely even remember what you said. I call that channeling. So, I mean, I think we get lost in terminology and, and words and language. I think we can really get lost in language. Right. But that when I say channeling, I just mean that I'm an open vessel for, you know, the divine or source or you could call it chi or key or Holy Spirit or information, information. Exactly. I mean, there, there's so many different words. Words are very limiting. Right. Words are very limiting things. So I really I actually believe that everyone on the planet is a is a channel for the divine in their own way. Uh, is it like flow? People talk about being in flow state. Yeah, you could call it flow state. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this kind of stuff has been written about for thousands of years. There's a quote in the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, um, which is about this kind of state, if I understand it correctly. Um, may I share it with you? Yeah, absolutely. I've been reading the Tao for the past week, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Well, the, the, the one I'm referring to, the passage is, those who flow 
as life flows, no. They need no other source. They feel no wear. They feel no tear. Yes. They need no mending, no repair. So this kind of, uh, the, the Tao Te Ching Very is cool. one of the most <laughs> famous books in the world and has been uh, shown to have value and meaning and, and uh, comfort for billions of people over the last 2,500 years. So I think that one of the things that I enjoy about, uh, there are a number of things I enjoy about your work and your writing, your speaking, but one is that you tap into timeless wisdom, but you modernize it and update it and upgrade it. And you are one of the professionals at uh, assisting people in their consciousness explorations who is reinventing herself and renewing and regenerating herself on a consciousness level on uh, at least a weekly, if not a daily or hourly basis. So even the show, <laughs> we'd, we we talked about it as the future of life purpose, and also Ben had written it as the future of 5D consciousness. So let's start off. Um, what is the what is the uh, how does a person find his or her life purpose, and is five and and what is 5D consciousness? And are these things okay, related to each other? Yeah, this is great. So you don't find your life purpose. Your life purpose finds you. I, I think okay. I love that you just asked that question. You know, so many people in the world are, think that they're seeking their life purpose. They think that they, you know, once I get on my life purpose, then everything will fall into place. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's usually the path that, that people need to be on initially, what I would call the 3D and then early 4D path where people are kind of, you know, maybe they're on a journey to find themselves, right? And they're on a journey to find their place in the world. Who am I? What is my purpose, right? But what I've found is that the truth is, is that we're all actually seeking our higher selves. We're all actually seeking to be the embodiment of our higher self, or you could say the integration of all of ourselves, all aspects of ourselves. These are I, I really, words I really to love describe that. The same thing. Yeah. So here's the thing. What I've found is that what really happens is that the more that we integrate, and the more that we come into, you know, you could say when I say higher self, I also mean future self. You bring the future into the now. You integrate the different aspects of yourself. When that happens and when that becomes your main focus, then, then the, the aspect of you that is you, that eternal aspect of you, because I believe that we're all eternal. I believe we're all born with it. If you look at babies, they're, they're living bodhisattvas, right? I mean, they're like babies that come in. They're like, that's why we love being infants, right? They're like these ascended masters. You know? And so I believe it's really about returning to that state as much as we're able to. And then from that place, you don't have to think about your life purpose. You just are it. It will just show up. It will pour through you. You won't be able to stop it. Like, like when I'm in a creative flow state, I, I don't put anything out anymore that I don't love. I don't put anything out anymore because I have to, or, or because like I need money or, you know, I, I don't function from that place in my life anymore. It's just something is pouring through me and I have like a fire hose. I have to direct it somewhere. And so, so I think that that's a big part of the shift that's happening in the consciousness of the planet around life purpose is that we're actually coming into understanding, like, what's the bigger game that we're playing? And, and life purpose and what we're here to do naturally just pours from that place. We don't have to create it or try to be – it just pours through us. And one thing that's really blown my mind about the way that Jen operates in this 5D space 
is that, you know, she really does only operate from the flow. And that is where the highest information comes through her. And if she's at a, you know, if she's at a time where she's supposed to do something, like let's say we've got a deadline or something for one of our programs, it's not coming through her. She's like, I'm not, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go take a day off. And we're like, but babe, the deadline's tonight. And she's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Right. And it was, it's always worth the wait. Right. And we think, you know, we think we've got to hit these deadlines and we think we've got to do it now, but you know, you could waste an entire day fucking around and getting it wrong or just wait a day and wait until flow comes back and then nail it even better than it was before. I see an interesting analogy between what you're talking about now with life, pur- life purpose finding you and letting it flow and the, the fuel for the brain and the body. So we're fueled by one of two things, either glucose, which is sugar, yeah. or ketones. And the mitochondria, these little tiny captured microorganisms that, have, that are co-evolving that all come from the mother – naturally turn free fatty acids into ketones. And the ketones are the preferred way to fuel the brain. Uh, The brain operates 28% better, and it has 42% more blood flow to the brain. You have more more oxygen. You can think more Mm. clearly. And it's our natural state. It's what babies are in. It's what people, uh, you know, who are hunting and and could, could go for a week without eating and still run very fast. It's what they were doing. And we get in the way of it by eating carbs. So it's our natural state. What I hear you saying is that this being in flow and being in tune with our life purpose is our natural state. Uh, And I'm also reminded of Michelangelo being asked how he made the David sculpture. He said the sculpture was in there. He just removed all the things that weren't there. So this leads me naturally to, Jen, how do I and our listeners get out of our own way and stop doing the things that are not our life purpose that are keeping us from doing our life purpose. Great. I love this. Okay. So, you know, one of the things that I really encourage all of you to do, this is, this was a major shift for me this past year, you guys. Um, I made a decision, you know, our values define our life. Who we are is defined by our values. And, and for most people on this planet, they, most people planet are are in a state of adolescence, like spiritual adolescence. And what I mean by that is that most people are living their lives in accordance with someone else's values, whether it's their culture's values, their parents' values, their church's values. And it's simply because most people have not taken the time to really self-define what is really important for them. Being in integrity in your life and being in spiritual adulthood is really about seeing what your personal values are, self-defining them for yourself, and then bringing your life into accordance with those personal values. So one of the things that I've really been working on, and Ben and I have really been working on this past year, is living our life in accordance with our personal values. And my biggest personal value of this past year has actually been the decision that I made to get myself in at all costs. It doesn't matter. Like every single thing I do is centered around me getting myself here. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that if I do a talk or if I write 
some, a post, a Facebook post, right? Or if I create a program, it doesn't matter what I'm doing in my business or my life. I'm deliberately creating something. I'm, it's very selfish, actually. I'm, I'm not creating something for others. If others benefit from it, fantastic. That's great. And, and they often do. And what I've actually found is that they do benefit more. <laughs> but that's not what I'm trying to do. My intention is to get myself in. My intention is to, when I speak words, to activate myself to get my highest self in, to integrate myself. And so what this often looks like is really being in vulnerability. It often looks like saying things that make other people that are, it may make other people very uncomfortable, right? It, 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 that's what it looks like. So it, it's just, I'm just going to be me and I'm not going to apologize for being me. And I'm going to stand in my beliefs. It doesn't mean that I think I'm 100% right and that I, my way is the only way. It's that I'm going to self-define what my way is for me, and I'm going to stand in that 100%. And that really has been my mission over the past year. And let me tell you, you know, I've, I've spoken on stage to 500 people, and I've, I've you know, bombed an event. You know, I've, I've freaked people out, right? This, you didn't bomb. You dropped bombs. I, ben likes to call it dropping bombs. I call it bombing. I mean, I, I, I dropped bombs. What does it mean? It what does want, dropping but, bombs or bombing mean? Yeah, what I mean by that is that I mean it will it will scare the shit out of other people sometimes. That's really what I mean. I mean, what, I mean she what lets are, herself what are, get really uncomfortable, and 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 you know what she's talking about is she, it's, in order to get herself in, it means to, like you said, Alex, it's burn off everything that doesn't belong, right? It's like the masterpiece is there. What are the sort of things? What are three things that you've said to audiences that have made people feel uncomfortable? <laughs> I don't remember what I say when I'm bombing. That's the other thing. I don't actually remember. Well, I can, I can give you a spe- okay. specific event because I was, you know, co-speaking. I mean, we do, we do most of our speaking gigs together. And so the, the biggest one, the coolest one, the most fun one, that was also the most scary for me because when, when Jen cuts loose, you know, when Jen's not on a leash, you know, when she lets herself off the leash and she just is she ever on a, is she Is she ever on a leash? Because it not doesn't anymore. seem like – there is anybody Not to anymore. put so, Jen on so a leash. Here's, this is, right, this is the thing. So when I As first Patrick met Swayze her, said in, in Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> exactly. So she loves Patrick Swayze too. Um, so when I, when I met her, I knew you she speak, had so much you, more in her. Yes. What were you yes, going to say? No, I was going to say, you speak in the present tense. Do you still communicate with Patrick Swayze? <laughs> I, Ben's being funny. funny. I, I, I don't care about Patrick Swayze or that movie. Okay, okay continue, right. Ben. So when so when we first met, she was she held herself back so much. There was so much that just wasn't congruent, right? It's like I know I knew she had a freaking hurricane inside of her, but she okay. was holding it all in. There was there was some kind of fear around it, right? So I spent years trying to get that out of her, and as soon as it came out of her, it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And, and I, you know, and, and women have this fear. If I am fully me, can my man handle it? Right. And men need, let's just say in order to handle a woman that, that is her full truth, a man needs to do his own work first. Right. So, so I started getting on stage with her after she was unleashed and I would get so uncomfortable 
And, and so, so what happened at this specific event, and this is the, the event that burnt, burnt the rest of that off for both of us, was she, you know, uh, there's probably, I don't know, it wasn't that big of a room, 50 people max on this one. Um, she had, so the one she's talking about, I think, was a room of 500 people that we did just before this event in Santa Cruz. And then we drove to Santa Monica for, um, for this event. And there were about 30 people. And Jen just, she noticed, like, she was just reading the room. Like, we never plan what we're going to say. It just comes through us, right? That, that's flow. And so this entire room of people, Jen was, like, we were both feeling, wow, this room is really just incongruent, inauthentic. Uh, just, everybody's whining, right? It was also really dead energy. Uh-huh. One of the things that I really... I actually, um, I actually want to, want to of, summa- summarize this and go back to life, purpose, and 5D because I have so many questions that that I have to I, I want to yeah, make this more succinct because I, I meant like an example for context of bombing. So I'm like, what's a one sentence or two sentence thing that makes people think? And then I want to go on. Because you do the same thing to a group of people that, you know, is very awake and they would not respond the same way as a group of people that's dead. So I actually think the context is, is useful. Um, okay, fine. But All right. Y- yeah. So. Okay. So I'll, please I'll, I'll continue. So, here's, so Jen gets on. You know, we get up on stage, or it was. You know, just, there was a. It was a, a. It doesn't matter. So we start talking, and Jen just goes off, and she was like, "Wake the fuck up, people! Wake the fuck up!" And she was yelling. She's like, "Time to get on your fucking life." Jimmy, do you want to say what you're saying? She's like. She's like, the fucking pharmaceutical companies are drugging you. They're poisoning your kids. The airplanes are dropping fucking mercury on you. The, your food, your fucking DMs are eating poison. the fuck is wrong with you people? What the fuck? Wake the fuck up. You're all asleep. You're all asleep. This is Jen Unleashed, right? And half the room was in tears, and the other half was, like, left... But they were like, I'm gone. Bye. Too much for me. Too scary. Too much energy. Too much energy. Not ready to hear this truth, right? And so half the room was crying, and one of and one of the people that was crying was the woman who's. It was a three event, and it was four D event that you you know you do your thing, and then you sell the room into a into your program, right? And so the woman whose event it was was crying, and after we after our talk, she came up and she said, "Okay, I need to be really vulnerable. I quit." She's like, I fucking quit. I'm shutting this event down. I'm burning my brand again. I'm not doing this ever again. It's all fucking to ourselves. Why? Why did she do that? <laughs> because, because it, it, I mean, she was, the, she was, she's making the transfer from fifth. She was still holding on to those old. So this, is, so kind of transition back into the conversation. So she was holding on to the old structures that were no longer serving her. And so she, she, she had forgotten who she was and her true life purpose. So after, the, after she shut down that event, she came and stayed in Costa Rica with us for 10 days. It was great. So when you say wake the fuck up, wake up from a dream, wake up from a nightmare, wake up from what to what? Well, you think of life as a dream. Let's, let's just say that we imagine this life as a dream collectively co-creating, right? Let's just imagine that for a moment. So okay. you could either be in the dream of life and, and forget that you're dreaming 
it's what most people do when they go to sleep at night, right? Most of us go to sleep, we have a dream, and, and we think that we're dreaming, and we forget that it's a dream. It, or, you know, one of the things that Ben and I have been doing for a very long time is, you know, we lose a dream. And so in our, even in our dream experience, we wake up and we decide where we want to go and maybe we levitate or we fly or we, you know, you do whatever. But you you, you have more power in that, right? And you're are you talking about lucid dream. dreaming? Or are you talking about like you're, you're awake Luc- and you imagine flying? What, uh, no, I'm not I'm, sure no, what you mean. No, I'm talk- no, I'm talking about lucid dreaming. So I'm, okay, yeah, great. So I'm you, so you go to sleep dreaming. at night and then, you're, are you able to dream together, like where you have the same lucid dream together? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. You have yeah, had that? I've never had that. that experience. That sounds amazing. You've had that? Yeah. Yeah, we've, cool. yeah, Ben and I have certainly had that. I've certainly, I've had that also a lot of my close friends, clients. Um, this is very common, very, very common in my world. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is, is mm-hmm. there a way to do it, or is it a natural mutant ability, like an X-Man ability? No. Yes, yes, both, yes. I mean, it, here's the it's thing. It's a natural ability you're and probably, it's something that you can... Here, here's the thing. You're, you're probably already doing it. A lot of people do this, but don't remember what they're doing. That's actually most common. And you can also simultaneously set intention that, you know, tonight I'm going to lose a dream and I'm going to go here and I'm going to connect with so-and-so. Right? Like, you can also, you can create this, and you can all decide, like, before you go to sleep at night. You know, you can decide, oh, I want to connect with this person, right? I want to go here, I want to connect with this person, and I want to remember it, right? So we can make agreements around that. One of the agreements that I have is that if there's something really important that's happening while I'm dreaming, that I need to remember um, that my guides actually wake me up, that I'm actually, and, and this happens to me all the time, I'll wake up after an important dream, and then, you know, I'll, I'll have this, you know, down for new information or new insight, right? This is something that we all, I believe that we all have access to. This is something that I actually believe that we're all doing, but that most of us don't remember. I love it. What, what superpowers do we have the ability to, to develop if we're in flow, if we're in touch with our guides, if we do the right things? What powers do people have that they don't know that they have? Well, we can create anything. I I believe that we can create anything. So just in the same way that we can be lucid in a dream and we can decide that in the dream that I got poof, I want to, you know, create a mansion in Costa Rica or poof, I want to create a, you know, and you know, an 800-acre city in Costa Rica, or whatever that is. I mean, these are these are my poop reality creations, right? Um, but whatever that is for people, right? Poof, I want to create my perfect life partner, right? Poof, I want to create, right? I believe that all of us have the ability to do that, and that the more that we become lucid in the dream of our life, the more quickly that we can create that, and. Life is really wonderful because there is a delay, right? There is, it, it does move this particular dimension that we're in of consciousness, this particular dream that we're in. You know, we can create anything, but it, it does take a little bit longer, and that's actually a good thing because, you know, sometimes we think a negative thought. You know, you think a negative thought in a dream, and all of a sudden you're in a nightmare really quickly, right? It manifests right. really quickly. Right? Yes, I have had so I have had wonder, this concern about being able to manifest and then having so, with before yeah. clearing negative thoughts out. Yes. Yeah. 
why you got to get your shit Absolutely. together first. Absolutely. So that's why it's a wonderful so, gift. So it's a two step. It's a two step thing. Get. So the two-step thing, first, get your shit together and get, get, you know, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought, that kind of thing. Exactly. And then the other thing is, then you then you start manifesting like crazy, but it's all positive, it's good, it's constructive for yourself and for other people. Is that and the idea? you also just have to stay, kind of, you know, you also just have to stay awake and aware. You know, sometimes like when I'm lucid dreaming, I'll have a negative thought. It's okay. And immediately after having that negative thought, I don't sit there and go into a tailspin about, oh, God, I just had a negative thought in the dream. I just, again, I wake up in the dream and I say, wait a minute, <laughs> this is my dream. None of this is real. Like, it's also not like I can have a thought in a dream even in my lucid dream. I do that sometimes. But then immediately afterward, I can wake up and say, oh, my God, this is my dream. That is so funny. You know, so if something even if even if something shows up in my dream that I don't want to be there, you know, I had a dream uh, a while ago. This is such a funny, funny dream. And I was having a dream that um, there was like the, the, there was like God and there was like the devil and it was like this kind of archetypal. You know, I grew up Catholic, so that's like a really big thing in the Catholic faith, right? And so I was having this dream that I was like avoiding, like avoiding seeing the devil, which to me, the devil archetypes actually only, you know, represents our egos and an aspect of us to me, really. Oh, oh um, interesting. But in, so there know, is no, so you're, you're, there is no devil. Well, no, there is a devil and there is no devil. Yeah. Well, <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah. Um, uh, so okay. We're everything and we're nothing, right? It's yes, both simultaneously. So <laughs> the devil's very real, not real at all. Um, so, you know, anyways, in this particular dream, um, you know, I was dreaming that I was like avoiding, you know, seeing, I, I didn't want to deal with this. Right. And, and so in the dream, I end up seeing the, the devil and he's like dressed like a, you know, quintessential, like archetypal, you know, it's kind of humorous actually looking devil. And I, I I'm by him and he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, Oh, you were scared of me. He's like, he's like, God, everything is God in disguise. He said, I'm God in disguise, you're God in disguise, and, and every single thing in life is God in a myriad of disguises, and there's nowhere that I couldn't be. He said, you know, there's nowhere that you can go. There's no tailspin negative thoughts that you could go into where God isn't. As long as you remember that, you get you can come back and get lucid in your dream of life really really quickly. And what what is God and or who is God? We're all one. You're God. I'm God. God. We're all one. Okay. Uh, and also, we said that this was um, the future of five D consciousness. Can you talk about what one D, two D, up to as far as it goes, consciousness? What what do those mean? Sure. So in the, I'll just break it down very simply. And I, for anyone who wants to learn more about this, Ben and I actually have a very long YouTube video on it. It's not that long, but a YouTube video that really goes into more detail on this that you guys can check out. Um, that can you can you link it site. on the Futurist but, uh, uh, Facebook yeah. page? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, so, I also, so I go into the 12 dimensions in depth in our last show. Um, so in, in this show, let's do it specifically for life purpose and, and um, the next level of consciousness. Okay. I'm answering right now. 
So, in mm-hmm. so, what do people need to know mm-hmm. as they look forward to the future of life purpose? Like, what's next for people in life purpose? How do people yeah. sleep easier? Great. What's next for people in the future of life purpose is them understanding. You know, what 5D really is, is, is being awake in the dream of your life. It's being the reality creator of your life. And it's really stepping into that and taking responsibility, which is nothing more than the ability to respond to what's going on around you. It's really everyone taking responsibility for everything that's showing up in their life and being able to respond to it and fine tune with what's going on. So, so What's next for life purpose is for people to only be doing what they love. I believe that everyone on the planet ultimately only be doing what they love. You know, that's another one of the things that Ben and I really stepped into in the past year. Can I, is can I give a context for, even, can I give a context for why that's so important? Can I, sure, can sure, I, sure, sure. Can I, can I say something and then I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, sure. So one of the things that, that Ben and I really stepped into this past year is that we Stop, because I do believe that this is part of the future of consciousness, you guys, is that we actually stop doing even things that we like. We even said no to things that we like, and we started saying only to do things that we really, really loved and really, really set us up. Okay, so go ahead, Alex. Well, uh, in the book that I co-authored uh, today, uh, this year with Brett King, uh, Augmented Life in the Smart Lane, we talk about the fact that there will be more change in the next 30 years and in the last thousand. And one of the big changes is that we're going to have something on the order of 70% of all jobs go away. All the current 70% or more of all the current jobs will be replaced by robots and AI and various kinds of automation. And that was assuming that there was still an increase in global trade and globalization, but globalization uh, is, is collapsing. And so it's not necessarily true. It may be even more than 70%. So what you're saying now, Jen, about the need for doing what your, what your purpose is, you know, and focusing exclusively on that becomes more important than ever. Because if you wrap your whole identity around your job and your work, and there isn't work in a traditional sense, then what do you have left that, make, that makes you enthusiastic and happy? And the world that could be a dream becomes a nightmare because if you're living your purpose it's a it you know it's a dream but if you're if you don't if everything that you were taught and you value and you use for your identity and your self-confidence goes away uh, then it's a very it's a very very different life yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so uh, this is the core of what we're talking about with the show in life purpose um, when you say the life purpose finds you how do you how do you, you how do you step into is it 5D consciousness and and have the greatest perception so that when your life purpose finds you you recognize it and you're not ships passing in the night who miss each other. In order to in order to integrate into 5D you have to first go through 4D boot camp and there's no way to skip steps so that's number one. And that's really what Ben and I go deep into in 5D business school is that you can't skip. If you want to be fully integrated in 5D, right, you can't skip 1D, 2D, 3D, or 4D, right? So that's important. People, the four, so I, I can just go into 3D and 4D, and there's a lot more to it. But, you know, most people in the world are functioning primarily from a third-dimensional perspective. Third dimension is the physical world, and most people that are living in the third dimension are really, really only see themselves as physical. 
you know, they, they go to their jobs, they work their jobs, they come home at night, you know, they watch their TV and, you know, they think about retiring, right? And so that, that's the third dimension. Fourth dimension is the dimension of spiritual boot camp. It's where we start to wake up. We kind of become spiritual junkies. We get, you know, people in, fourth, in the fourth dimension really become obsessed with processing, right? They, they're really into processing and, you know, they self-aware, like there's a self-awareness that arises in 4D. There's a lot of self-help, like people already read self-help books. And in the fourth, most people are quitting their jobs and they're, they're starting their own business, right? They're starting to live their own business. But fourth dimension is still a monopoly game. You're, you're still playing, you're learning someone else's games and someone else's systems to kind of build the foundation of your life. And so that the fourth dimension is an absolutely necessary step on the path of evolution or on the path of ascension, on the path of growth, whatever you want to call it, on the, on the path of self-creation. The 12 dimensions, you guys, are actually really about the creative process of self-reality creation, of reality creation itself. So it's, it's the way the universe creates itself. We can't skip any steps in it, but be aware of the direction we're headed in. Um, so, you know, get fourth dimension we always say you have to burn the boat and what that means is that you know usually the burning of the boat is like I'm going to quit my there's no going back and I'm going to step into my life purpose right and that's the transitional state and then you go of ups and downs in the dimensional kind of spiritual boot camp and then when we transition to 5d 5d is very interesting because to transition to 5d we have to do what will burn the house and major identity level shift so Here's the thing. You can't, can't skip steps. So in 4D, you, you build your empire, you build your life purpose, and, you know, you, you have a big following. You have your identity around who you are and what you do in the world. And whatever your house is that you've built, like for Ben and I, it literally was a, a beautiful home in, in Rancho Santa Fe in San Diego on right, that we had to let go of um, and before we moved to our gorgeous home in Costa Rica. Um, but whatever that identity level thing is that you've been thinking to, um, you've got to let go of it. And, you know, for Ben and I, it also looks like our business was a major shift in evolution, right? So, you know, our business in 40 was called sexual healing. We did primarily sexual healing work in one work. It was amazing. And then when we shifted into 5D, all of a sudden, and by the way, that was our other thing in 4D. Then when we shifted into 5D, we shifted into an identity level shift that we started teaching about dimensions of consciousness, right? We started teaching about business, but not really in the context of business, in the context of, you know, growth and evolution. And we started doing you know, divinity school work, and we stopped doing, you know, we'll still do live speaking every now and then, but we stopped doing live, you know, a couple times a month, and we shifted our business to being primarily over the internet, Right. So these are just examples. There's no one way. Some people fit at 5D will look like selling all your possessions doing and, um, you know, living in a, you know, that monastery or something. Right? There, there's no right. I'm just giving an example of what this looks like for us, but it will be that big of an identity level shift. And there will be a major letting go and even a physical thing um, that you'll be letting go of, you know, moved to Costa Rica with six suitcases and nothing else. We sold all our furniture, our cars, our home, everything was left. So, you know, what is that, what is that shedding? What is that old shedding of skin? What is that letting go of in order to allow yourself to step into, you know, a majorly new identity? And here's 
really important is that it's actually a necessary piece. A lot of people want to skip steps. Right? A lot of people read the, the Bible or they read the Tao or, you know, they read these ancient spiritual tests text and they think, oh my God, I need to let go of all my spiritual possessions or all my physical possessions. Well, if you haven't actually acquired very many physical possessions, you don't have anything to let go of. That's not what they're talking about, you guys. They're talking about playing the game full out and then letting it all go. Because here's the thing, law of attachment and detachment, we can only really let go of the things that we've actually acquired. If you haven't actually fully stepped into it, you don't have anything to let go of, and so it doesn't have any meaning. So that's what they're talking about, ancient spiritual texts that are so often misunderstood and misinterpreted because people don't understand the steps of spiritual evolution. I, mean, the I like it. I, I was going to say, I was going to say before you said it that you you really walk your talk in terms of letting go of all of the relationships. And things, and plus, you have kids, and the kids have their friends, and their parents. You know, you have the friendships with the parents and everything. I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. so that brings up a question for me, which is: to fully live your life purpose, do you need to change your country? And what I what I mean by that specifically is: let's just say that your values are renewable energy, um, or mm-hmm. having not having a military that's invading other countries. I mean, I I look mm-hmm. at so many values of my friends. And if I look at the most important things, the United States is out of step with all of them, you, right. you know, and, and Costa Rica is in step. Like you have a country that for most months mm-hmm. of the year is 99 to 100 percent run by renewable energy. It hasn't had a military for over 40 years. It doesn't invade or kill anyone. It's, you know, there's, it's got one of the highest species diversity. So to be congruent, to be true to be authentic and, and be in alignment with your values, um, do you need to change country or do you, is it just a matter of how you feel and think internally? You're, you're, here's the thing. You're creating the dream of your life. So, yes. So either you, either you're, you may, it may involve a move if you know that that's your personal value because the thing, it's a dream. It's a dream. So everything is, everything's a feedback system to you. So what's going on in my dream, right? So if in my dream I'm saying that I don't believe in military and I do believe in renewable resources, right, and, um, you know, I, I believe in, a, you know, living in a peaceful place, if that's what's going on in my dream and that's my value system, my personal value system, and my outer world doesn't reflect that, then something is off in my dream, so I need to either A, I, you could, for some people, it may, be, it may very well stay in the U.S. and saying, but I'm going to take whatever steps necessary. You know, Marianne Williamson is in, infiltrating from the inside out, right? Like going into, you know, she's doing her work in the government and inform people, and she's staying in the U.S., right? So for some people, it may be staying in the U.S. and saying, how can I change what's already here? But, yes, either way, your physical requirements around you it, everything is a mirror and a reflection, right? If we think of life in, as a dream, everything is, is a mirror and reflection. So if I'm in my dream and what's going on around me does not reflect my value system and it is not a reflection of me, if it's not a reflection of who you say you are, then something's out of integrity and alignment in your life. And yes, to align to a fifth dimensional perspective, you're going to either have to create your environment changing or move. And the other thing is that, Anytime you move from one dimension to another, it's not a 
simple thing. It's not a, you know what, I'm ready to change dimensions now, and the rest of my life stays the same. Everything changes, right? And so every dimensional shift requires a move. It, require, it does require an up level. You, you're not the same person. And so, you, you know, any physical space you're in holds your physical energy. It's a, it's a match for your energy. So when you want your energy to, to shift, you have to shift your living space as well. So, yeah, that, that's why we had to move to that amazing place in, in Rancho Santa Fe, San Diego, and then had to move here, even though that place was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever I think about being true, like congruent, I think about the fact that when I was a, a boy, I had a two-acre garden, and it flourished, and I, I grew wow. plants, and mm-hmm. I was in the 4-H, and I won all these awards for my elderberry jam and my peach cobbler and all these things, and I was <laughs> really into growing food and and making it and serving people and having them be happy and say, oh, my gosh, delicious, delicious. And now I'm living Mm -hmm. in an apartment by the beach. And so part of me says, oh, I love living by the beach in California. It's so nice. But there's another part of me which says that that's not actually authentically me, that I should have a place be surrounded by by plants. And there's there's something I saw recently called the Dream Grove, which was filled with gorgeous plants and animals running around. And I looked and said, wow, um, this is a reason. Well, I, I once upon a time I made a lot of money. But I didn't have anything I wanted to spend it on. I actually didn't. I bought a, uh, you know, some really stupid things. But I didn't do anything useful with the money. <laughs> and now I go, oh, this is a reason to be rich is to to be able to make a dream grove. So how, yeah. if you have that, if you have that sense, wh- where do you go with it? What uh, Ben and I came up with this uh, sort of um, uh, aspect of the of the show, the show, the futurists that. That the, that the, we would ask the, the the guest, the guest expert, to tell us three things that we could do, and so what are what are three things that we could do as a me and the audience, uh, and specifically if I wanted to make my my beautiful multi-acre dream grow full of gorgeous plants and have it be just stunning, and you walk around and you feel like you're in, in Eden, how, how do how would I go about that? So is that a fair I'm question? Yeah, that's yeah, a great that's question. Great. So I'm going to let Jen think about that for one second. Well, I, I say to you, um, so, and everyone, everyone's probably, there's a lot of people that are thinking the same thing you're thinking where they're like, well, I'd love it by the beach, and I also want to be surrounded by plants and trees and fruit and vegetables and life. And, and so, so I just want to ask you, if you could live anywhere, like if money wasn't an option, time, space, location didn't matter, and you could just say, Okay, I'm totally taken care of. That's where I want to live. That's how I live. Where Where would you be? Well, this is a this is a crazy answer, and I'm I'm not able, like Jen, to just um, say what's on my mind. But I'll say it anyway. There's a city that I've seen. It's an imaginary I don't believe city. believe that for a second. But but it's called uh, Suramar, <laughs> Suramar, and it's a it's a gorgeous city. And uh, my 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 good friend Eddie, um, who's female. Uh, and I both want to uh, make the city Suramar just as it exists. So I'd like to live in Suramar, which is by the coast and has a Mediterranean climate, the kind of thing that could be in Costa Rica or could be in Italy. Or uh, I guess I just it doesn't it doesn't matter to me what country as much as just to be surrounded by this gorgeous magical beauty. 
and uh, and water and beautiful magical looking buildings and plants and trees and and life. I guess that's mm-hmm. what is that a terrible can, answer? I think you can totally create that. I know you can create that. I mean, actually, what started this thing for us is a thought came into our mind that said we're supposed to create the new Atlantis. Oh well, it's and kind so of like that. It's pretty. It's it, that's as close yeah. as, it, as an analogy as you could possibly come up with. You know, that's that's like what thing at rise. We're creating the rise. Okay, great. So I mean, there's so this is the thing. Five D is saying, if I could do anything, what would I want to do? And then noticing that any voice that comes in, yeah, but that's crazy, is just it's just noise. It's just noise. It's just distraction. So the the question is always, if I do what I want, do that, <laughs> and then find ways for other stuff. Yeah, and and you know, I always tell people, you can have it all. Like this is your dream. You can have it all. So the other thing is, you don't necessarily have to pick and choose, right? Like, I mean, if you want to have a house by the beach, you can have a house by the beach. And you can have a home in Costa Rica, and you can have a home in, you know, like Ben and I are going to have a home in Vancouver, right? Home in Minnesota, oh, you are. Oh, wow. And Interesting. You can, okay. Yeah. You don't, you don't, so you don't have to. You can have it all. I, when I say that, I really mean it. But here's the most important thing is that people need to self-define what that is for them and them alone. And not, you know, this is not, things are wonderful. But this is not about creating, you know, this, we're, we live in this consumerist society where we've got people selling us stuff that we don't even want. You know, for me personally, like owning a house is not a priority. Someone else it may be. If it's truly in alignment, it is. There's nothing wrong with anything. But you have to know yourself and know your values and know what's actually important to you. So my, my, if I were to give someone home play that's listening to this, I would, I would tell them, number one, if you want to transition into a fifth dimensional state of consciousness, is to know your values. So what you're going to do is you're going to free write. This is a values exercise. So you're going to go through and you're going to free write all of your different values. And you're just going to write very, very quickly, like, like you know, flow state, right, very quickly, you know, um, love, peace, freedom, sovereignty, right? Anytime. Like what are your, what, what are your values, right? And so you just go through and you write, 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 and you'll get a long list. And then after that, from the long list, you're going to choose your top three. Now it's really important to just choose three. You're going to choose your top three values and you put them in a numerical order. One, two, Three, okay, that's very important. Some people are like, oh, but I want to choose five or I want to choose seven. No, you only choose three because the truth is all of your other values are values as well, and they're actually going to fall under those top three. And there's something actually about the, the focus that the mind's able to hold on your, your top three values, right? So, for instance, and, and so then what you want to do is you want to start bring your life into alignment with your personal values that you've now self-defined, Right. So, for instance, if you say, well, health is a, is a and health and, you know, vitality, let's say that that's one of your top three, um, that's one of your top three values, right? Then you need to with your life and see if you're living your personal life in integrity with that. Are you exercising daily? Are you eating healthy, right? Are you, do you have great self-care things in place? If you don't, you need to create that in your lifestyle. So th- those are the things you need to look at, right? If you need more, if quality time is your top, but you've got no time and you're working 12-hour days, 
right? So that's the thing. You need to bring your life into alignment with your values. That's huge. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And then the the other thing that I was going to say is just exactly basically what Ben was saying and just feeding off of that, which is that, you know, if you can have anything you want and you only need to take one step at a time. So another great exercise that you can do is to do a meditation and or visualization, whatever you want to call it, and use your imagination. It doesn't matter what name you give this, you guys, but you can imagine yourself in your perfect life in your future, in your perfect home, right? Whatever that is. And let me tell you guys, I did this four and a half years ago when Ben and I first started our business and we were living in this little tiny cottage in the ghetto. And I had this vision of creating a new Atlantis, including Peace Center. I had this vision of living in this sovereign city. And I had no idea how we were possibly going to get there from the $600 that we started out with you guys. So you don't need to know how you need to get there. What you need to do is connect with that self that is you in the future that is already on the path that you want to be on. And then what you do is daily you go into meditation and you connect with that future self and you say, how did you get there? What action steps do I need to take right now today so that I end up where you are in one year, two years, three years, 10 years, whatever it is. Okay. So that's how, that's how you get to where you're going and you just take it one step at a time. Right. Even with this thing to move to Costa Rica, you guys, you know, we didn't just move and say, Oh my God, yeah, now we're building this 800 acre community that we're creating with, you know, a ton of other amazing, brilliant people. Um, you know, we just said the first step was just, okay, get on a book a plane, you know, book a flight go to Costa Rica, go visit one time. And then from there we visited again. And then from there we looked at land. And then do you see how it's just one step at a time? So you just take those action steps one step at a time from your future self. You don't have to see the whole thing. You just take one step at a time. But when you tap into the energy of where you're going and you have that clear focus, like Alex, you've actually got a very clear vision of where you're going. Just keep checking in with yourself and saying, okay, what do I need to do today? What action steps do I need to take today to get me there? Yeah. So in, in the, the difference between 3D and 4D and 5D is in 3D and 4D, you have to do the stuff that you just despise. You've got to do the heavy lifting. You've got to do the hard work, right? And if you don't do it, nothing's going to happen. And then once you do all the hard work and you create your life for yourself, then you're able to step into 5D, which is where you stop doing the stuff that makes you miserable. You stop doing everything that isn't in alignment. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. Yeah, one step I, at I, a time. So uh, you talked about rise. Uh, would you like to talk about rise in the context of life purpose and 5D consciousness and your role there? Um, I was on a panel uh, with David Comfort, who is uh, in the head of the project, uh, and Stephen Brooks, who is planting 15,000 fruit trees on the property, uh, what are the aspects of the, this that are, are your new Atlantis? Or, or is, is, is it your new Atlantis? Is it, does it fulfill everything in your vision? Or is, is the new Atlantis still something that you plan to build? I'm, I'm quite taken with this, and, and I've known you guys for a while. I didn't know that you had this same vision of a, of a city of the future. It's quite extraordinary. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And re- real quick, I do want to say that 
Um, I want to get to Q&A sometime soon. So it might be five minutes, might be 10, 15 minutes. So, um, well, we can do whatever like you'd like one. then. It's, it's, it's your show. Well, show. No, I, I wanna, what, what? <laughs> it's, it's your show too. I want to keep going with this. This is great. Um, and we, so we, we do only have one caller, so one okay. question, and we could, I'm sure Jen Oh, sure, sure. No problem. Yes, minutes, Teresa but, is on the line. But, oh, oh, it's Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Cool. I, for some reason, I thought it was her. Because I was on I the line in. with her earlier. Yes. Okay, great. So, yeah, let me just respond to your question really quick, and then I'd, I'd love to you know, speak with Teresa. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as, as far as RISE and the vision for RISE, um, you know, Ben and I were, were the ones that were, you know, received – I mean, we've all been receiving different pieces of the download, but, um, you know, the download for the location – the download for where to go, the download, right? So th- those are kind of my pieces. and then for, for leaders on life purpose. For leaders on life purpose, exactly, in the community, in the community that this would be a community, right? Um, so those are, those are some of the pieces that we're holding. And then as well as the, you know, sacred geometry pieces, um, there will be, you know, pyramids on the property and, um, you know, um, you know, it's, I really see Rise as being, you know, a, a place where, um, it's kind of a healing mecca. So I really see people coming from all over the world. And, you know, some will come and stay for, you know, a few days or a few weeks, and others will come in and just get sucked into the vortex of energy. But I really see it being just this incredibly high vibrational place on the planet where people come and, and travel, and they don't, they're almost being pulled there, and they don't even know why. Like, some will know, but some may not, right? Oh, I just need to go here. I don't even know why. And it's going to be because of the, the transformational energy and really the, um, you know, the ascension process that's happening there. And it's really happening in many key points on the planet. There are a lot of key chakra points on the planet where this is going to be happening. Um, Rise is on a really key vortex point on the planet. Um, that's a very, very, very powerful energy for up-leveling and, and for really getting the higher selves in. I mean, basically, we're creating a community with the intention um, that, you know, everyone in the community is co-creating a space where they can really hold their higher selves in, right? And then everyone that comes into that energy, even if they're just visiting, they're coming into that energy of alignment and integrity and and, and, you know, up-leveling as well. So that's, and that's really all that, you know, Ener- Atlantis is an energy. Lemuria is an energy, right? This is all just an, it's all a vibrational state. So I, I really feel that it's going to be holding just an incredibly high vibrational state to, to be in and to be in the midst of. Yeah, I do Thank think you it's very cool much. That, uh, that you had the same idea of a, a new city, too. Yeah, so. these are popping up all over the planet, you guys. It's so Everyone's exciting. Everyone's the same mes- and, message. And this is, this is, I think, the download that I got and I think that many other people are getting is that, you know, for me, my role in this was not to – my role in this plan of, of evolution was not to uh, – there's an, uh, there's an echo in the I'll background. Okay, great. Um you know, my role in the in this evolution, you know, was not to try to change the system from the inside out, but was to go elsewhere and, and create a new way of being from nothing, right? From nothing, not from the old way, not from trying to change the old system. Because to me, the old system, things are breaking down anyway. They're going to naturally break down. I don't I don't need to do anything to contribute to breaking down. It it is it is where it is and it's gonna break down. And so for me, my role has been in this game, like to 
How can we create a new way of being in the world and how can we co-create it? And, and that, I see that new way of being, these new cities that are popping up all over the planet, these new communities. Um, I, I see them just, I mean, like wildfire all over the planet. You know, I see them spreading, right, anchoring in new energies. And, and that's kind of the, the purpose of what we're doing with RISE is to create a structure that works. People haven't been able to figure out how to do this in a way that works, um, in a way that also that works and integrates the outside world. Exactly. Right? There are a lot of communities that are doing this that have shut themselves off from the world, and we're doing it in a way that sucks people in. We're creating a vacuum, a, a vortex that that is just naturally a better option than what people are used to, but also not so far removed from everything they're used to that they can't see it. Right. It's integrated. Well, it's, yeah, integrated. it's integrated. How do we create an integrated way of being where we're not shutting ourselves off? We're, we're living in this, we're living fully in this world yet. We know we're not of this world. How do we create a city that really is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Great. Did you want to awesome. take a question from Teresa? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. All right, I'm going to pull Teresa on. Hey, Teresa, it's been a while. It's been like two, three months since you've been on. Something like that, yeah. We've had quite a bit that's happened. Um, we had to let go of our assistant in the office, and so I kind of had to step into her role. <laughs> and so I'm pretty much operating the front desk, so now it's just myself, you know, Robert, and my mother-in-law that are running the office. And it's been good, but at the same time, um, we feel that things have kind of gotten out of balance. And so we do plan yeah. on replacing her um, because that way it will give me the opportunity to really learn uh, more of the stuff that we've been integrating into the office and take on a different role. And then, you know, also just kind of balance everything out, just kind of realizing we do need another person. <laughs> But at the same time, we're a little exactly. Scared. So let's let's talk about your let's talk about your 5D business. So I know you've got life purpose. I know Robert's got mm -hmm. life purpose, and it sounds yeah. like in the last several months, like I was hoping to get on the phone with you and, and have you be like, "Oh my God, everything's changed. We're on life purpose." But but and, and and I want everybody to notice that the tests will come, and so a test of like, okay, yeah. somebody gets fired has come, and then. What do you do? Do you hire someone else, or do you fill the role and occupy yourself for four months um, where you could have been on life purpose for four months, mm -hmm. right? So, so what is next for you? What's next? What do you want to do? What's been, so, so, so here, so let, let me ask this question in a very specific way, because sure. I know, and I'll let, Jen, I'll let Jen take this, uh, but I've just got this little piece that, that's yeah. begging to come through me. So <laughs> I know you've got life purpose. I know you know what it is. And so as you're trying your hardest to break the uh, 3D into 4D and 4D, 5D and really just integrate them into one, is has been gnawing at your consciousness over the last several months as you've been uh, desk support at, at the business. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the big thing that recently came forward is my mother-in-law actually shocked me by asking when we were going to incorporate what we learned in Costa Rica. <laughs> Basically, you know, learning both um, of sexual healing or multidimensional awakening. Now I've seen that it's called. And so we're still kind of logistically trying to figure that out. Um, at the same time, we're trying to make ourselves more mobile um, to where we can 
not be in the office as much as we are and do more traveling and really just touch well, more, what, you know, more people you know, outside. What, what, you guys had a bunch of action steps to take after the retreat that you guys downloaded and you're, and again, this is for everyone that's listening. You guys want to get action steps from a place of high vibration. And then you want to take those in order to hold the high vibrational state, you need to take the action steps that you were told to take. Otherwise you're not going to hold the high vibration. It is impossible. And change your location. It is impossible to hold a high vibrational state if you're not taking action. Again, you guys, we can, this is for everybody that's listening to this because this is a big thing. So this is a great question. I love it. Because we can, we can, we can study the path. We can learn about the path. We can process the path. We can know the path or we can walk it. Right. That is the difference. And nobody can walk it for you. You can study the path all day and process about it all day, and that's wonderful. But nobody can walk your path for you. So what are the action steps that you know you guys need to take that you haven't taken? Really, I think just making the space for it. Um, no, 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 no. Making space is not an action step. I want a real action step. How do you make space? It's, it's not an action step. It is action step. The action step is like moving. Action step is like hiring. If someone quits, hire someone new tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's an action. So what are action? I mean real physical. When I, when I say action step, I mean the third dimension. Creating space is a really polluting thing. What are action steps you guys know you can take get taken? Well, I just need to stop procrastinating and send out the application so we can get somebody in there. <laughs> um, yeah. yep. Hiring someone new. Yep, that's the yeah. big one. What else? I know you guys were looking at houses. Uh, and I thought you found one. I thought you were going to move to it. Yeah, we found one. We actually set the meeting with, um, you know, the finance company and basically we're told to wait um, because we, because of the way our business is set up, we technically do not have an income, you know, that we can actually show on paper. And so they pretty much said, well, just wait until your 2016 taxes are done and then revisit it. And so do you want to wait that long? There is a part of us that feels that we should, and then there's that part that says, you know, we have other options. I, I only want to hear, you've got 200 different parts to you. I only want to hear from your higher future self right now. Does she wait that long? Me personally, no. Robert, nothing. Well, he'll wait. <laughs> so, so, like, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. You can, in 3D and 4D, there are logical steps need to take to make stuff happen including waiting for something right the, mm-hmm. the, what do I want okay I'm going to do whatever it takes to make that happen now and so like for us I mean the our last years we've lived have been crazy mansions the place we were living in in Rancho Santa Fe was a seven million dollar property all right we didn't we did not show proof of income at either place they didn't even ask for it they just said, okay, cool, you got the place. We fucking created it because we said, oh, that's our place. 
the, the land called us, the, the location called us. We got summoned. We, we walked in and we said, mm-hmm. this is our place. Here's, you know, here's $10,000 for the deposit. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, here's your key. Cool. Move in. Yeah, there you go. They literally didn't process our application. Nope. Wow. So we lived and, there. And, and, in Costa Rica, we didn't even have an application. No, we didn't even have, we had to, we had to drop our own application because we wanted one. We didn't even have one. It was, okay, move in tomorrow. So you, this is the thing, you guys, is that you can create your own reality from nothing. And in my dream, if something is going on where I say, oh, I want to do something, and then my dream says no, I either create the reality that, okay, well, I'm going to change that, or, okay, well, that's feedback from my subconscious, and then I'm going to do it. It doesn't mean I'm not going to take the action. It means, okay, well, I'm going to look for another help, right? It doesn't mean, oh, okay, now the, the universe told me Wait, fuck no. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? This is my, whose dream are you in? Yeah, whose dream are you playing by? Whose dream? And this is everybody in the world. This isn't just you, Teresa. This is a great question because yeah. there's so many people going through this, okay? So I want you to know you're not alone, you know? But this is, this is everybody in the world. Whose dream are you in? Because if you want something and, the, and, and you're getting a no, this is my dream. Get more lucid. No, I can't have There is because... no. This is bullshit, right? So, so you just, if, if there's like a house that you want and you get a no from the universe, you either create the reality that, fuck no. You know, I have a, a close girlfriend that wanted to manifest this house, that, that her first home that she bought, beautiful home. And it was, it was beyond her price. She wanted to spend. They, it was it was like I think a hundred k more than they wanted to spend or something like that. And but she was in love with this house. And do you know what happened? Six months later, the house went into foreclosure, dropped a hundred k. She got. By the way, the, her husband had horrible horrible credit. She in, mm-hmm. within that six months time that the house went into foreclosure, they fixed her husband's credit and they were able to finance the home and she moved into her dream home. That is how you get lucid in your dream. So here's the thing. When something like mm-hmm. that happens, you either create something like that happening where, holy shit, a miracle opens up. You create another house that's even better, that you like even more, somewhere else, you move in there. So, 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 here's, so I'm just going to throw out a couple really like, fun things to think about. So if you want to home and they say, uh, you know, process your loan because you don't have proof of, of money – then you say, okay, cool. Well, rent it for six months. Here's twenty grand. Here's ten grand. We're gonna rent this until we can get all this sorted out, right? Boom. Mm-hmm. Now you're in that vibration. Now you get to spend the next six months manifesting and creating vibration, already living there, and then creating it however you want to create it. And and here's the thing, guys, where you two are going is so much farther than what you can even see from this place. So. Just like oh, yeah. when we moved into that $7 million property in Rancho Santa Fe, when we moved in, it was a mind-bending experience. I mean, it cracked us open. We moved from a 2,000-square-foot home into a 5,000-square-foot home with a, a guest house that was as big as our first place that we were living in. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the place, it was on 50 acres in San Diego, right, in one of the richest communities in the world, the top four richest communities in the world, right? Blew our mind. We thought we were going to stay there forever. We had no idea who we were at that point. The <laughs> that we lived there, we became somebody new, and we said, wow, this isn't our place. It's time to up-level. And so, you made, so we were going to buy that, and I'm glad we didn't 
right? I'm glad we just, you know, we said, okay, we don't have the money to buy it right now, but let's rent it. So, you know, we spent two years there renting it and then we up leveled and we said, wow, I'm glad we didn't, you know, chain ourselves down with that place. So anything is possible. And if, you know, buying it's not an option right now, but you feel like you're supposed to be there, be there. Yeah, I have three houses, you know, all over a million dollars that I'm like, that's my house. <laughs> you know, but at the well, same time. The one you end up in is the one that's going to be yours. Yeah, and I and I know that, you know. I mean, in some ways, Robert and I are not, you know, on the same page. I mean, he feels that he's a little lost right now. And, well, you're both lost right now. It's a mirror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a mirror. It's always a mirror, you guys. Whoever you're partnered with, it's a mirror. And if you think they're lost, you're lost too. It's a mirror. All you have to do is sit down and dream. One of you needs to get clear, and you know what? The other one's on board. Here's the thing. Ben and I, when we first started this crazy business that we jumped into, you guys, I was not clear. I was a freaking mess. Thank God that Ben dragged me along and said, no, we're doing this. We're going to fucking go through 40 spiritual boot camps. I kicked and screamed the whole way through that first year. I mean, I was kicking and screaming. I did not want to do the 4D boot camp, you guys. So, you know, it, he had to lead the way. He had to be clear. Don't wait for your partner to be clear and, you know, is no. Ben could have said that first year of business. Well, Ben is, you know, Jen isn't clear, but Jen's keeping kicking and screaming. Well, I can't do my life purpose. Well, we can't do this. She's not, and she's, you know, he could have made a million excuses. He didn't. He said, Jen, I've got the map. I know the way. This is where we're going. And he fucking dragged me along with him, okay? (laughs) And then, you know, and we switch off, too. We switch off. You know, I don't so much drag him anymore. You know, it's not a drag. We don't drag each other anywhere anymore because we don't have to. That's not our relationship. But we do switch off. You know, when we made this transition into 5D, you know, we, we, I had a little bit, I would say, more of the download on it than you had, yeah, right? Yeah, so we, we had this TV show that was going to go through, right? We filmed the pilot right. episode, um, and we thought this was going to be the thing. This TV show, you know, these producers have some really, really, really big shows on TV, really good relationships with the networks. We were going we to nail this show. It was going to blow us up even more, but that would have locked us to 4D. And I said, no, we got to do this show. This is no, this is what we've been working towards. We cannot say no to this opportunity that's in front of us. And Jen said, no, we're not doing the show. It's going to drop. It's going to keep us in play. We're moving on. We're on to bigger and better. I couldn't see what was bigger and better than a fucking TV show, right? But that's 4D. That's upper four. It's like upper, upper, upper four. It's like you just keep playing the Monopoly game until everybody else quits. <laughs> so so we said okay fine we'll quit playing the monopoly game and we'll go live life purpose and so if if we were if jen had if so and here's the thing Jen wanted it more jen wanted to quit more than i wanted to stay and so i had to listen to her and i said okay and now now that we're here we know we know that if we had signed up for that tv show if we had uh you know been accepted by a network gone that route we would still be in rancho santa fe we would still have explosive sexual healing we would not have rise we would not have uh, our 5D business school. We would, we would only have explosive sexual healing sessions, which we're not even doing anymore. Right now we're doing it as a 10-day mystery school. We're not even doing private sessions anymore unless somebody mm-hmm. wants to pay us 100 grand, right? We would not be able to do that. So Yeah. 
All right, Teresa, you're awesome. Thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much. You're amazing. All right, you well, I, I'm gonna connect. I'm gonna connect with you again after this because. We... Well, it'd be Teresa to get you. I don't know if you guys can start making the sovereign you calls once a week. It'd be great to get you on that because I can feel that you, you. Yeah, I can feel that you get in a direction and get some movement. So, um, if you just get on the sovereign you calls, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Get. Yeah, and that's Robert one thing I was, telling, I was telling Robert that last night and the fact that I, you know, missed the calls because, you know, Pe- you know, Peggy's not there in the morning. It's just Robert and I in the office, you know, and even though I do have, you know, control of the schedule somewhat, um, it's, there are times when I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's starting. And it's like, you know, maybe I could jump on. And right. then, so, you know, I, here, yeah, I know. Here's the thing. You either have a thousand excuses or you have a thousand you results. You even have reasons right? yeah. so yeah. We've got, we record the calls. You can private calls with us. You can, yeah. you know, there, there are a thousand options. So just get back in the, get back, man. You, I, I know you guys, have, you've Thank seen you the life. This is what happens oftentimes when people get sucked back into their old life is, you know, you start to forget. So this is our job to hold you accountable and to being your best self. And Good, yeah, and we're going to share with people about the 5D Business School, the life purpose call this week, and the Sovereign You. Is that something that we can share about here? Yeah, yes. Why don't you say it now? Okay, awesome. So, and you guys can post the link. But yeah, you guys, for anyone that's looking, for those of you that are looking, this is really for for two, two you know, two archetypes that you are. If you are looking. To get on your life purpose, to really live your life purpose full out, and to really be paid amazingly well to live your life purpose, and you don't want to do it the old way, you don't want to do copy and paste, you know, from other people's stuff. Um, you want to download your own higher self information. Exactly. If you want to download and really get in alignment with your own higher self frequency and download your life purpose from that place, um, we are holding a an amazing call this Tuesday um, from 10 to noon PST, and it's it's absolutely free. Um, and so we'll give you the link for that if, if you'd like to join. Um, we also have weekly uh, calls for our Sovereign You community. They have live activations and meditations for you guys. This, what, what, actually, you guys want to get on this like ASAP because. Our one from last week was all about, uh, you know, stepping into timelines and, and letting go of past timelines and integration. And it was incredibly, incredibly powerful. And actually, you can still access it. Um, you'll be able to access it until Tuesday of this. All the calls are recorded. You can access them anytime if you can't be on the call live. Um, but mm-hmm. we have live questions. And then we also, ask, we also answer your questions live. Anything that's going on with you. And this can be anything from life purpose to your sex life. It's all to spirituality, to anything that's going on with you. Um, we have an amazing Facebook group. And I'm offering you guys, I mean, you can get, take me up on a month and try it out for a month and see if you love it um, and see if you're hooked. So it's crack, you guys. I, I give you guys a free month, and then a lot of times you're going to end up being hooked. It's just awesome. Yeah, so if, if anybody that wants a free month, just email 144beacon at rodeinstitute.com. Mm-hmm. One four four beacon at rodeinstitute.com. Do you want to spell Rode Institute out for them? Yeah, R O D E Institute, R O D E, like road. Awesome. So yeah, I'd love to love to connect with you all more. Cool. Thanks, awesome. Teresa. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. So I have uh, two final questions. Uh, ben, how does this show? Uh, 
relate to your life purpose. And I know oh that gosh. Jen was very supportive yeah. of it. Um, tell me about that. Yeah, so the, the, the vision of this show that supports purpose is the part where we get to thumb the air every, every – I would love to have the, the kind of follow everyday kind of thing where we do this every single morning and every morning we have the top experts in their field from around the world bring them on and inspire people on a daily basis in the morning so that they live out the rest of their day in an inspired way where they create from nothing, right? Where they take wherever they're at in their life and create something amazing, right? So like, I, like, you know, I, I looked at, um, I saw a Facebook post one time about Elon Musk that said, um, Elon, Elon doesn't whine about the problems. Elon found, you know, uh, wanted to fix, um, you know, the energy problem. So he created, uh, you know, or city or whatever it is. He created a solar brand. And then, you know, he wanted to solve the electric car problem. So he created Tesla and he, he, he wanted to solve transportation, you know, high speed transportation. So he's creating, um, uh, what's that? What's what is it? The, it's the, called the Hyperloop. 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 That's right. That's right. So and I was that is so cool. And and I was like, I wish I could do that. And then I was like, wait, I fucking did do that. You know, we we couldn't find a healing modality that was that was effective enough, fast enough, enough. So we created it. I couldn't find a, a level of female orgasm that was high enough that that I could take some. You know, just take a woman to the next level you know, out of her body, out of her experience and, and, and give her an experience that she would never forget. Right. And so I, I created that. Right. And I'm able to use that here in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I couldn't find a, a school for my kids that I liked enough. So I'm creating one on rise and I did, I couldn't find a city in the world that I want to live at enough. So I create, I'm creating a city in Costa Rica that I want to live at. Right. And so, and, and like, it was literally years ago that I was a fucking mailman and Jen was a preschool teacher. Like we could have had a thousand excuses. Well, we can't because who am I? Because I'm just a, a mailman or, and a preschool All right, teacher. I'm, I'm not qualified to do this, right? I'm not qualified to do this. I can't make it, right? And, and, and you better believe we did have those thoughts. Oh, yeah. We did have those thoughts all the time when we started. And it's just a matter of saying, fuck you, boys, <laughs> powering through. So that's the vision of, of this. Um, of, of this radio show is I want to have world leaders on here that when you listen to these people, you feel high vibration, you feel high, you feel empowered, you feel like I can do anything. And that's, that's my life purpose. Like that is my, my greatest mission in life is to awaken people to their full potential and to their true power and to who they really are and not to listen to their excuses and not to listen to why they can't. Because, you know, if we have a whole, I and mean, we do have a whole world of people that say why they can't do things. Right. And so I want to I want to wake everyone up to why they can't. And not only that, but why they have to. Right. Despite the voices that say they can't. So, yes, this is my mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what uh, what is the future of our civilization? So we have Western civilization that's based on oil and coal and natural gas. We've gotten 80 percent of our energy from fossil fuels. Um, and it hasn't actually changed. That percentage hasn't changed over the last 20 years. 
and I just saw some an award ceremony for Mars City Design, and I uh, there is an MIT team, and I I cringed that they're talking about putting nuclear reactors on Mars, which of course make radioactive water, and water is very precious there. Right. So what what is the future of this civilization? Is this civilization going to uh, collapse? Is it going to just simply evolve uh, naturally, and we go, we, you know, we more or less will just be changing things gradually? What, um, one of the things that we I get appreciate. To decide. What do we who want? De- who, who decides? We get to decide. Who, what do we want? So here's the thing: if we think of this life as a collectively co-created dream, and here's the thing. Let's say that we're dreaming, but most of us don't know that we're dreaming. Okay. All right. Let's just imagine that for a moment. Those okay. of us that awake in the dream and that get lucid in the dream, we get to decide. We want. We control the dream. We control the dream. And the more of us that wake up, the more of us that get to decide and we co-create, right? Like, so this is exactly what's happening on a small scale right now. But it's going to be spreading all over the world right? Like everyone's going to be doing, you know, different versions of this, right? So, you know, like at Rise, for instance, like look at the way that we're going to be creating our own fuel, right? And we're going to creating, we're going to be, you know, self-regenerating, um, not just our environment but around us, right? And we're going to create, we have, we're going to be fully, you know, have our own food sources and all of these things. So this is something that we are deciding what do we want and then we create it. That's, that's the answer. You know, there's a million different timelines. There's a million different possibilities. And the answer to the question is who's the most lucid in the dream and what do we want? And I think that that's what we need to focus on. Who's creating this dream? We're creating the dream. So it's not about, oh, what's going to happen? I wonder. No. How, how much do we want to take control of our dream? And then we get to decide. So what do we want? What do we want? What do we want this world to look like? Do we want there to be a collapse? If we want there to be a collapse, there will be. If enough, if enough of us believe that there will be a collapse, there will be. If enough of us are awake, but here's the more important thing, you guys. The collective, yes, it's an important energy. It's an important energy to look at. But here's the thing. Those of us that are, he, he who's most awake controls the dream. She who's most lucid in this dream of life controls the dream. So the more that we can wake ourselves up and get lucid in this dream, we have more say just because we're more lucid. So we don't give our power away to anything. What's going to happen? Let's decide what we want to happen. So we can create anything. So I'll, I'll say two things. First thing is that transformation on a global scale is just like transformation on a personal scale. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to know how it's going to look. If I'm committed to being my best self, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. And it can happen in one of two ways. It can happen by preemptive evolution or forced evolution. Right. So preemptive evolution is like, Oh wow. I see that, you know, this carbon footprint is, is increasing. I say we, we, um, you know, we, we go to solar. Right. And people are like, well, why the fuck would I want to go to solar? I got my gas car. You know, I got all this. Well, because I, I'm, my higher self is telling me we need to go to solar. I'm like, well, the, the information isn't there. So fuck you. Right. We're going to wait. Right. And then it comes to a point where it's like, OK, the carbon balance is you know, at a point of no return and we're fucked. Civil, 
glaciers fucked and you know oh my everything's heating up the glaciers are melting and then it's like oh okay wow now we have to do it now we are forced evolution and same thing in a person's life it's like i'm at i'm at my job you know i'm i'm at, I'm, I'm running this business i'm i'm at the front desk i can't stand it but i know i know the i know what i'm supposed to do and i, I could do it i could do it now i could do it i could have done it a year ago um preemptive evolution which is harder on the mind because everything else around you is saying well there's no reason to make that leap right um but forced evolution is harder on the body it's harder on the, it's harder on your physical self so once you know once it comes to a point where you're like i can't fucking do this another day that's where forced evolution comes in i quit and you burn right. the place to the ground or, or you get fired yeah or right? you get fired from your job or you your job your job closes down right Right. There's all balance will always happen. And so, so again, Alex, I mean, the, the question of like, what do we do? I mean, this, you know, you're a thousand times more qualified to answer that than we are. And, you know, so, and we know that, right. And, you know, we know what our life purpose is and we know what we're here for. And we know that is we're it, here is it, to, is it wrong to want to collapse so that we have a better start? I mean, I have a lot of friends no. who really, really want to stop the problem of aging and will have immortality. And I look at the, they look at me like I'm crazy to be a futurist but not want that. But I think, well, do I want immortal – do I want to live in a world with immortal serial killers? Do I want to live in a world with immortal pedophiles or rapists? And the answer is no. So I actually want to collapse before we have our technology and our medicine, particularly longevity medicine, outrun – our ability to well, take control of our, our, our own thoughts and go, oh, that's a crazy thought. I better edit the software in my mind before I hurt people, before I become superpowered. I don't want superpowered villains. I don't want immortal right. supervillains. So just because I want that, <laughs> just because I want those things, though, when you say whoever is most lucid, um, you know, controls the dream, I mean, there are a lot of of very lucid uh, supervillains. Does that mean that actually they can win? Well, damn, this is a much longer uh, question to answer. And unfortunately, we only have 30 seconds before we all get kicked off this um, show because it's only a 90-minute time slot. <laughs> so, Did I just, Alex, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really simple – Whose dream are you in? I'm going to keep going back to that. That's going to be my theme for the call today. Whose dream are you in? Are you in your own self-created dream or are you in the supervillain's dream? We can create and that... All right, bye. No, I'm in, the, I'm in the dream where I come up with a way to destroy the supervillains. Great. Great. Awesome. I, I support you in that. So how are we going to do that? Well, come up with a better alternative and to point it out and to uh, to actually find somebody who says, hey, just by imagining and dreaming things and doing it more powerfully, you change the future. And so, well, I dream of I dream of collapse. OK, cool. So so here's the thing. I'll be honest. I dream about that, too, sometimes, because, again, I, I've been waiting long enough for people to wake up preemptively. And sometimes the fastest way for somebody to wake up is a forced evolution and a collapse would be a forced evolution, right? And I'm not committed to, to things being easy for people. I'm committed to things this, being right for people. This week is a week when Nobel Prizes 
the real Nobel Prize is not the fake one of the economics, which is the Bank of Stockholm, uh, but the real ones. And one Nobel Prize winner was Ilya Prigogine, and he came up with this model of dissipative structures that inspired me. And he says that for things to go from a state of lower order to high, higher order, they have follow three stages. Breakdown, bifurcation, yep. breakthrough. Yep. And so I'm okay yep. with this civilization falling apart and going through a transition well, the, the period. Bifurcation, so my understanding of it is the bifurcation is the process Mm-hmm. of choosing do you want to break down or break through, right? right? The bifurcation is, is when chaos is entered into the system and the cell, the being, gets to choose, do I evolve or do I reject the chaos and go back to staying the same? Mm-hmm. And so that is what everybody's been doing. This is why everybody's on antidepressants. This is why, you know, what's the, the, the percentage on addicts, Alex? What's the rate of addiction in the U.S.? What's the rate of what? Sorry? Addiction, addiction. Oh well, the the, the addiction, uh, according to some insurance companies, that are ending up having to pay for this. It's a sort of unintended side effect of of the Affordable Care Act because you can't have prior conditions. And before, if you were a drug addict, you could. Well, they said, oh, well, you were a drug addict before, so we won't pay for it. Now they can't do that. So it's twelve percent of everybody. I'm sorry, it's sixteen percent of everyone over the age of twelve. So it's forty point two million addicts out of three hundred and twenty one million Jeez. people. Uh, yeah, that's so, a big so problem. That's the thing. Like, that is a big fucking problem. All the antidepressants that are being handed out—that's not normal. Like, so, so this is like the, the system, the universe is saying, "All right, guys, wake up. Time to do something." And and the systems that are in place that you know create the voices in our head that say, "You guys can't do that." Um, start screaming so loud, you've got to quiet it somehow, right? Now, when a forced evolution happens, like an ex, an economic collapse which is coming soon in the U.S., um, there's, you, can't, you can't hide from it anymore. You can't turn away from it. You have to look at it. You have to look it in the eye and say, how do we rebuild? The old, the old system isn't going to work anymore. It's not going to work anymore. We can't keep doing this. What do we do instead, right? And so that's, yeah, I mean, and, and this is the thing. If the collect, so here's the thing. We've done our part. We've been waking people up. We have removed ourselves from the system so that even if the system does collapse, it doesn't affect us, right? So now if people want to fuck around and oh, I, I, and, I, and not I be I admire answer, so much. I admire so much people who moved to Costa Rica to be a sustainable, uh, in a sustainable place. And there's the, the, having a nation that is self-reliant in renewable energy at a time when the globalization system is collapsing is, is actually a sign of genius. I mean, you really understand. Yeah, you you're really understand something because what I don't understand is people who don't consider leaving from the U.S. because it is the single most unsustainable society. You can't have a society that's just fueled with debt and the dollar gross, like it gross, is now. Gross, gross. Right. Yeah, just grow well, and also it used to be that we sold our treasury bonds to other countries, and now they're pretty much bought by the Federal Reserve. How does it keep buying them? Well, it uses the credit rating of the United States. So, if a corporation tried to do what the federal government is doing, it, the executives would go to jail for self-dealing and fraudulent conveyance. Yeah. Right. And somehow the, these laws that are put in place that are not even—it's uh, it, not li- like they're even enforced, but they're. You know they're they're there for a reason, and you look at Deutsche Bank, 
which is a federally backed institution in Germany, it's bankrupt. And you know why? Because of all those derivatives, and they don't even know what they're worth. They don't even know what they're worth. So what is it, what are all those assets? What does it mean for a bank to have assets that are just ideas? There are a bunch of ideas there, and I think that while what you say may sound um, out there to some people, the reality is the, the more that you look at the core of both physics and quantum physics and looking at derivatives and what they're really valued at, um, you see that it is a dream. It is, it is a consensual hallucination. And at some point, yeah. if people wake up and say, this is just a dream, the whole game ends overnight. Yeah. Like, I look at yeah. Twitter. What is Twitter worth? I mean, Twitter is, is kind of a concept or an idea, or what is Snapchat worth? We have these ideas that they're, they're worth, you know, tens of billions of dollars. Um, but are they? Google, is Google really worth $500 billion? It could, it could, right. end, consensual it could end in a year. That's brilliant. I love that. You know, I actually think consensual hallucination is an even better description <laughs> than better. dream. Yeah, that, I actually well, it's, think But it's, a, it's I, a, I a pejorative. It's, in, it's insulting. It's yeah. insulting the core yeah. institutions that thrive only because they create an illusion of solidity and permanence Absolutely. that is in, 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 entirely just a bunch of well, old white men and who are, you know, maybe occasionally putting in a front white woman uh, like Janet Yellen. But the Federal Reserve is the most uh, fake organization I can think of. Like, what exactly yep. does it do if it's buying the U.S. Yep. government debt? It's a corporation buying the U.S. government debt using the credit of the U.S. government. And that is the basis. That's the pillar of our economy. And the economy is the pillar of our tax revenues. And our tax revenues are the basis of our government. And then, so, you know, in other words, not, it's all based on a bunch of hallucinations, multiple hallucinations. Yeah. And Perfect. ultimately, so what they're trying to do is help hallucinate a better, a better hallucination. hallucination. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Hallucinating. Why not make it a good one? Why not make it the best Why not make it a good how amazing my hallucination is right. and here's the thing like i mean people think well i'm broke i'm poor no, money's not real and like it's easy to say money's not real but what does that actually mean right so quick example um i got an email from a woman and she was like hey i'd love to work with you guys but i can't uh but i actually i you know whatever and, and usually i would say okay cool see you later but instead i said no there's something like my higher self the part of me that i need to listen to that i know i need to listen to says call her I called her. She was like, oh, wow, no, you're totally right. Bam, here's 20 grand, right? We had a, we had a client, you know, that was like a $20,000 decision I made. I had a client the other day that has been working on their business for, for a year or so, maybe two years, hasn't made any money, called me, you know, they just moved into their dream home mansion and said, look, we're out of money. Um, what, what the hell do we do? You know, like, we're stuck. And I said, you're not stuck. And, and so I walked them through a couple of things and I said, cool, here's, here's what you need to do. All these clients that couldn't afford your, your, uh, um, your program, call them back and, and find a way to make it work, right? Like think of people that you want, really, really want to work with, make it work for them and, you know, do whatever it takes, get really creative. And so they did. And the next day they made a grant, right? And they've probably made another, you know, five grand or so since then. This was, this was a couple of weeks ago. a couple of weeks. Um, and like money's not real. Like there's so many blocks to everything, but as soon as you ask yourself the right questions and get creative enough, 
and, and stop believing that something, anything isn't possible because everything's fucking possible. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's insane to think that something's not possible. So this is, this is all that Jen and I do is, you know, we like for people to feel like they're hallucinating when they talk to us. I mean, our 5D business school, people are always saying from our calls, I feel like I'm on, I feel like I'm on LSD. I feel like I'm tripping. Um, and so, you know, they listen to these calls before. That's awesome. I've never heard of somebody whose who's definition of their quality of service is whether someone feels like they're hallucinating. That is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. That's so well, funny. I, Do you so know that that's hilarious? For a, it is I love funny, it. but it's also so dangerous. And here's why. It's, it's really funny why it's dangerous. is because, you know, when I use sales calls, if somebody wants to buy a product, you know, or service, they talk to our team. I used to do these calls myself, and every single time at the end of the call, the person would say, oh, my God, I feel high. I feel like I just broke out of the matrix. I feel like I can do anything. I feel like anything's possible. I feel high. And, and then, you know, they'd get off the phone, and then they'd go, they'd crash. They'd crash back into their voice, back into their world, back into their friends and their family. It tells them they can't, and they're stupid, and, you know, give them all the reasons why they're being insane. And then they, they're like, wow, I, you know that was a really cool experience, but I, I can't do that after all. It's, it's not sustainable, but it fucking is sustainable. You know, so I've had to start telling people at the end of the calls, I know you feel like you're high right now. I know you feel like you can conquer the world. Stay in this place. Anytime, like, so I'm, and I tell them, I have to tell them, you're going to crash afterwards. Coming down from a drug high, you're going to crash. And so know that when the voice comes back in and says whatever the voice says, you have to bring yourself consciously back to this place right and you know we you know I, we um what's uh i can't i can't remember what what the, the the substance is called i think it's is it mdma is it the one that like makes you feel really good you know it's like ecstasy or something yeah it's like, mdma yeah you're, you're, that's correct yes uh-huh okay, it, cool. it, it yeah, basically so it, 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 it floods you with serotonin exactly exactly so people take ecstasy they're flooded with serotonin MDMA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they crash afterwards, and they always know this crash is coming, so they take Tylenol, they drink water, you know, they prepare for the crash. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to crash, okay? Now, I've never actually taken ecstasy, but you don't have to fucking crash. If you no, know you didn't take ecstasy, you, you married it. <laughs> exactly, I live it. And this is the thing, I've created it, and this is what actually 6D is is creating a life that holds that ecstasy in your body where you don't need to, to take a substance to feel like you're on ecstasy. And, and, and the indicator that you're not there is if you take ecstasy and then you crash back to reality. That's the indicator that you need to get the well, fuck out and be in a place that sustains your It's ecstasy. if you take something like that that you feel altered. <laughs> you're not, you, don't, you stop feeling altered after a while. You're like, God, that's, I don't need to take anything because this is the way I feel all the time, right? And it's more stable too. Yeah, man, this is such a fun conversation. I, I'm I'm glad it didn't kick us off. It usually kicks us off, and I mean, we had to call in on this one. So I don't really know why we're still on on the thing, but um, maybe you were maybe you were because I know nobody's listening still. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you were provisioned okay, for go, more time. Yeah. Maybe so. yeah. Maybe more time was provisioned for. Yeah. Oh, we are the creators of a dream. What a powerful dream! It's I love fun, it. It's a fun. Alex, always a pleasure, my. friend. Well, thank you so much. I want to just let you know one thing. Uh, It's very funny, but in popular culture, 
Do you know what the, the the most valuable work of art in the sense of the most revenue generated from one work of art is in human history? Uh-uh. It's billions of dollars for the game World of Warcraft. And do you know what the core challenge is in World of Warcraft today, right now? It's a they spent uh-uh. hundreds of millions of dollars building two things. One is called the uh, the Emerald Dream, and the other is called the the Nightmare. And the idea of the Emerald Dream is that wow. you have all of these druids who care for the nature and for the land, dreaming the world as green and lush and in balance and harmony. They have to actually physically go into burrows, and they sleep. And some of them sleep for thousands Whoa. of years, and they're regenerated in the dream, and the dream has has power on the real world. And there's also a nightmare that has infected the dream and the guardians of the dream in the world tree. And so in the game, the whole challenge is you have to get groups of 20, 30 people all together to fight the guardians of the dream who have been infected with the nightmare. And you have to do these cleansing rituals for them. Wow. What? That's fascinating. That's, That's the most valuable That's game amazing. and the most the core the core thing that you have to unite to do is to keep the dream from being infected by the nightmare. Uh, and the other thing is that there's a brand new show on TV, and that's, this isn't as big a deal, but it's called Falling Water. And the idea is that the government has found a way to go into people's dreams and change it and even kill people in their dreams and so on. So I find it fascinating oh, that real. even yeah, as you, yeah, your work fascinating. relates to dreams, that popular culture is tapping in to this sense of the power of dreams. And one one last thing um, – uh, and I, we might be recorded, so I'll tell you otherwise. But there's a group, there's a whole massive power play controversy, you know, political infighting like I have not seen before about dream-related technology. That uh, and if you knew who the people were involved in fighting over this, I mean, you should, you, your jaws will drop. It's like you were talking about dropping bombs. I mean, uh, these, there's, there's something happening going on, but basically there's a war to control the technology that enables you to take greater control of your dreams. Wait, so this is, this is real technology? This is real technology, I'll, but I'll tell you when we're okay. not on the, on the radio, because uh, I don't know if we're being okay, recorded so, or not. Yeah, we are being recorded. So, yeah, well, then, there's, let's, there's then, then few... let's talk when we're not being recorded. Before, I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, real quick, uh, you know, there are like lucid dreaming glasses that you can use. Like from Nova yeah, Dreamer I'm not talking and, about uh, when you hear who's behind it and what they want to do with it. You'll you'll see why I ooh. want to talk to you about it in private. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Very cool. Um, okay. Cool. So uh, there was there was something I was going to say, but I, I forgot. Jenna's had to leave. She's got an appointment. Her uh, uh, appointment. She's got to go get to. But. Um, okay. This is this is fascinating. Uh, I love this. Let's end my phone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Anything else you want to say? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I, I thank you for this uh, the honor and pleasure. Uh, so for the next uh, show, would you like to have Lynette Kushma, the co-founder of Natural Machines, which makes 3D food printers that also have application uh, for space? Uh, and for military and for uh, going down into submarines. Basically, it enables us to expand the frontier, the number of people who can go in and get good nutrition 
away from civilization is increased. So there's a lot of implications. Do you want her to be a guest, or would you like someone else? Absolutely. Yeah, because she can do it. She, she's, also, she's confirmed, and I apologize so much for for the the screw up of of not finding out till too late the last time. It's okay. And so since we're still recording, we'll we'll talk about. Uh, you'll be excited at that was an exciting show. And then after that, I, it's in early, early October somewhere. Um, Marco Tempest is going to be on. Who you probably actually know more about him than I do, but I oh, I do. He's him. he's been a friend for a decade. Oh, he's incredible. So well, he's, he's a premier. Tell, he's a premier magician who uses technology and uh, he uses magic to explain and get people excited about technology for for large professional corporate audiences of our time. So he's a he's a techno magician. That's his uh, yeah, his freaking focus. mind blowing. Yeah, he's I amazing. Love it. Okay, cool. All right, Alex. Thank you. Good conversation. Thank you all. Anybody that's still here an hour and 45 minutes later, <laughs> you're, you're, um, you're a madman. Love you guys. Talk to you. Okay. Bye, Ben. And my, my love to Jen. Cheers.